Welcome to the show. You're welcome to the show. Good to see you. I'm. Uh, I was looking forward to this all day. I've been. I've been in work land, and it's been uh, manageable but stressful. And this has been a highlight on my calendar for the whole day. So I'm excited to see you. That's great. I'm really excited to to do, to do this episode. It's going to be terrific. Today's a special episode. Why don't you tell our uh, our friends why? Well, it's a special episode because we are going to be joined by a guest who is a favorite person of ours. Should I wait and you can introduce her by name when she arrives? Sure. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. That's okay. good. And it's, it's, it's great because um, she's a terrific person and she's easy to talk to and her energy is great and 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 that means a lot and she's um a, a loving person who loves loves people equally who you know she that are who are nice people or whatever i think that's a wonderful mystery uh mystery description <laughs> and i will also say that yes she has managed she manages to hold a lot of space for a lot of people and she attracts great people. Uh, and um, especially I'm excited to see her in general. I'm also excited to ask her about her self-care routine and what she's doing to stay sane and what she's doing to help me stay sane. Uh, and so it's something I've been looking forward to all week. I follow her on Instagram and I sometimes respond or make a a comment on Instagram, but lately I will just text her and tell her in private between her and make something. And um, it's, she, she, there are days where she helps watching her on Instagram and connecting with her really helps me get through the day in a better way. Oh my goodness. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, Sharon, I can't believe how cute you look. Oh. <laughs> It's totally possible, but wow, I love the glasses. I love the zebra. Killing it. It is Thank my you. extreme you look marvelous. To invite and welcome our dear friend Bevan to everybody and their mother has a podcast. Welcome, Bevan. Yay! Yay! How delightful to be here with both of you, Rick and Sharon. Uh, a delight as always to slide into the family. Thank is you. Is so that Kermit much. the frog? Probably where Which to your left on the string light on the way up high back the... by the window. Oh, that? No, I think well, it's a dancing yeah. bear. To the right. Okay, up right there. Oh, the is that? Bear. Oh, oh it's a dancing bear. Okay, all right, got it. <laughs> that was my second guess. But that's 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 crazy. You do have Kermit. You have <laughs> Kermit. Same side too. Just it was not on camera. Oh That's great. Um, I'm I'm not in my studio. I have all my my toys and my little 
animals in my studio. Here it's more like, you know, adult. So maybe <laughs> next time. <laughs> oh, wait, I do have butterflies. I do have butterflies. Oh, lovely. Fancy. Where, where are you, Sharon? Are you at home in Santa Monica? Are you in the yes. desert? Yes, at home in Santa Monica. Awesome. Yes. Rick, are you at home in Santa Monica? I am also at home in Santa Monica in my studio uh, workspace here. Um, and where, why don't you tell us and our listeners uh, where you are and where we're, we're seeing you because I want to move in. <laughs> I am on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. Uh, I can see Canada on a clear day. So that gives you a geographical locale. Wow. Um, and I, I live in a little RV in a little village in the forest. And so it's wow. really, lovely. that is so cool. And are you near, are, do you have RV neighbors near you or are you kind of in your own space? Definitely RV neighbors, very close on either side. It's a lot like living in a dorm, okay. um, only it's open air. So it's like, it's like, and everyone gets their own bathroom, but, um, and to be honest, the place I live, a lot of people have permanent houses. They've just kind of like brought in and dropped. So it's about 70% little houses and then cool. little outlier RVs still. Wow. And do you like, I'm just so fascinated by that life. I'm, I'm envious and, and curious. Are you, I know you make friends. I know, I know, like me, people are drawn to you. So I'm not, my question is not, have you made friends? My question is, is this a situation similar to a dorm or other experiences like that, where you just have communal spaces and you never know who you're going to meet or what kind of conversation you're going to have? Yes. In pre-pandemic times, it was much more like that. Um, it is very much, it's kind of like summer camp, but everybody's doing their own thing and we have activities. So if there's an activity going on, you can go and see people. Um, and of course people have their own little, you know, hangouts and invite people over for dinner, but we don't have a common eating area that we do except for like Labor Day. Right. So um, it would be nice if we had more common stuff, but we don't. So like it's a organized little activities organized it's very very lawless what we have so we can like if you want to make it happen you show up you put up some volunteer sign up sheets people come and help many hands make light work um and so it is it's very easy to meet people it's a retirement village most people here are retired so almost everyone is over 60 and between 60 and 90 something wow. and me 42 years old just chilling working <laughs> <laughs> well you know um, cross-generational relationships are extremely healthy. I love it. I think it's actually, it, other than when you're in school and you're like slotted with people your same age, most of life is living intergenerationally. I mean, that's kind of how we are as humans. And so I value intergenerational friendships. And I also knew moving up someplace rural, I had lived in Los Angeles, New York City, and Philadelphia my entire adult life, which I think Rick has too. <laughs> and it's, I knew because of the internet, I would be able to maintain my relationships. And I had so many relationships already when I was moving away. And I knew I would need to go out of my way to interact with people because I've been working from home for a long time. So living rurally wasn't a big jump. It was just like, how am I going to socially survive? Mm. And then the pandemic happens. So then everyone was at home. So all the people I was being like, hey, let's Zoom catch up were suddenly far more available. <laughs> You famously, you famously made these moves to where you are in this lifestyle. I want to say weeks, if possibly a month or two, some some amount of reasonable couple months before the pandemic. Yeah. Was that, 
It was three months. It was a very three reasonable months. amount of time, like just getting into my groove and suddenly and getting ready to go on the road and like go, do some traveling. Mm. All gone when the and pandemic. It was, it was you know, um, Bevan lived in Los Angeles, even though we weren't close to each other, just knowing we were in the same city was special and felt a certain way. And we always made reasons and found found ways and uh, to spend time together. And then he moved and it was like, oh no. And then a dozen weeks later, it was like, <laughs> how did Bevan crush it so perfectly? She's away from people. She has a small space and she needed to physically get to Canada. She could, she has internet. I was like, you are a fortune teller soothsayer. I was very envious of your pre your pre cog <laughs> works. But but we knew we didn't. You know that? I mean, <laughs> I, oh, I wish I could say I knew that, but it was very much, I think, a knowing in um, just from the goddess because, like, it my whole life fell apart in LA. I was trying so hard to keep it together and mm. pay like thousand dollars a month in rent for my house in East LA, and like it was. I, ha- I still have the credit card debt to show how hard I tried to stay there. And um, it, it, my mom lives here. So this is where my mom retired. And so it was really like path of least resistance. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Let me go simplify so that I can focus on what I know I'm here to do, which is truly my aerobics class. And I, ha- I was making just enough on my Patreon at the time to know I could pay my rent if I came up here and I focused on it. So now I can pay my rent and those credit card bills. I'm not really paying them off yet, but you know, and like my electric, right? Like it's all handled. I was really dependent on touring and being a touring artist. Um, and so pivoting to Patreon has been a delight. I'm so uh, grateful. Tell us about the, the class. Tell us about what your Patreon subscribers uh, uh, get to do and see. So my aerobics class is called Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics, which is for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. So if you've ever been called too fat, too much, or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. Mm. And I offer it on Zoom and I offer an on-demand option that's all through my Patreon page. So at any level of Patreon support, you can join my Zoom classes. And then it's a little, it's 25 bucks a month for the full on-demand membership, which is still less than one soul cycle class. And um, I film all my classes in the woods. I have different time amounts depending on, you know, what you have available. And truly, I'm here to teach you how to love the body that you have no matter what, right? Like it's really, you're just in this present moment with this body that you have right now. How can you get into a space of connecting and moving it without all of that garbage that we're taught that gets in the way of connecting and moving and loving our bodies? And the posts that you had on Instagram recently, um, I don't know if I can pin it exactly, that talks about you and your decision, not what someone else tells you, not what someone else expects. And, you know, we've heard things like that throughout life before, but the way you, the words that you use to state it were so specific, specifically correct, it it, re- it it really had deep meaning for me. I just loved it. Wow. And and what are we going to do, you know, when I'm able to travel again? Party I'm, going, I'm going to visit Bevan and we're going to dance in the woods together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, I didn't ask her. I presume she'll have me. <laughs> you anytime you want to come through <laughs> thank you i recall in the class there was a thing i'm um i haven't given too much background before you joined us we sort of talked around 
who our guests might be, uh, just because we don't want to give away any of, the, any of the awesomeness or get specific, right? But we referred to us having met and we're friends and we couldn't wait to have you. And before I get to what I'm going to say, each of us separately and collectively, my mom and I have been so looking forward to seeing you and just spending like this time together. Um, I can speak for myself and say it's been a very, very challenging couple of weeks personally and for the country and for the world. Uh, and this has been like a, uh, like, well, I just know on this day, I'm going to get to spend some time with my mom and Bevan and that will be something to look forward to. And so um, now we're doing it and I'm just really grateful for, for this. Oh, I'm glad to be here too. We tell, we tell our listeners uh, if you, well, I should say, so you and I met um, five years ago last week. Wow. Or five years ago, two weeks ago, about five years ago, which is equally, I don't know about for you, but for me, it like makes total sense, is way too long and is way too short all at the same time. Yeah, time is wild. Yeah, and we <laughs> met in um, in Israel huh. or possibly at LAX. We were part of a group together. Um, uh-huh. And we got to go uh, uh, have this incredible experience. And I, I, when I speak about you, I say... I don't remember if we met at the airport, if it was the, the, in Israel, but I specifically remember being on the bus together and sitting next to you and being like, oh, we're friends now. And not in that like smug way, but like truly sat down. I was like, oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I really remember, honestly, like when our friendship was formed, because like it was sometime in the back of that bus and it was on our long trip up to the north part of Israel and like. I had tried sitting at different parts of the bus, but like really as a fat person on a bus with really scratchy carpet seats, I like needed to be in the back so I could have more room to kind of stretch out. And Rick being six foot 20, I don't know how tall are you? (laughs) (laughs) Very six foot something. Uh, where you were like in the, in the prime seat, the very back seat. So you had the whole aisle to have your legs out because <laughs> were actually abnormally short and, and close together too. Like, so the scratchy carpet was worse. And so that's like where I found my home in the back of the bus. And like that first time we were sitting back there together is when I feel like our friendship was formed. I can recall the feeling and I remember the ride. And, um, as you're, as you're saying it, I'm struck by this idea that I never thought about before. We both sat, I mean, there's only 50 something people, so we were sure to meet at some point, but we specifically met because of our needs having to do with physicality. Uh-huh, and meeting our needs too, because there were a lot of people on that bus who probably had needs like that too, but weren't bold enough to be like, I want to go be in the spot where I know I can feel mm. more comfortable. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, right, that's true. Flash forward, I had the um, invitation to submit lend some of my songs that made it into your programming, which I was like over the moon about, couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, and I don't know if you still do it in the classes, but do, do you talk about what happens if someone's feeling like out of place a little bit during the actual class? Is that still a thing you do? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's rule number two of Fat Kid Dance Party is we cheer for awkward. So if you feel awkward at any moment, you just holler out, I feel awkward and everyone will cheer for you. Mm. And I... 
And I just do that like during the day, wherever I am. I encourage you to. The important part, this is why I teach it. It doesn't matter if you get the rules, you get the moves wrong, because the first rule is you can't get it wrong, right? So by design, the Mm. class, you can't do it wrong. You're just showing up. Minimum participation is just showing up and cheering along, because some people need to like watch the video one time through just to know what to expect uh, before they trust me to move with me, right? And so I created that rule just to make a safer container for people to just trust themselves. Because a lot of folks with non-normative bodies don't have a lot of trust in themselves in their body. And they certainly don't have a lot of trust with fitness professionals who have made a living out of pathologizing their body type instead of just embracing and and supporting them and moving however they are. So I had the rule about awkward because I want people to name it. So they take it into the real world because everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. Everything that is important to you has a fear that you have to walk through it. That fear is just part of showing us that we're out of our comfort zone, right? It's just a warning signal. It's not a stop. And so when you name that something is awkward, you're taking the power out of it because you're just saying, oh, this is awkward. But it's supposed to be awkward. That's why we have um, imposter syndrome, because we think that we're not doing it right or we're not right to do it when really everyone who starts something starts somewhere. Um, I mean, I think there's something to honestly being great at music and picking up instruments and being used to that process of like awkwardly connecting to something for the first few times. And then you practice it, you get through it and you go to the next stage. And I think we miss a lot as adults because we get out of the habit of being uncomfortable because it's easier to stay comfortable than it is to do something new. Wow. Wow. So fatkiddanceparty.com uh-huh. on Instagram, we can go to where at Bevins party, B E V I N S party. Yes. Bevins party is my main account. And then of course there's a fat kid dance party aerobics uh, one as well, which is just at fat kid dance party. <sighs> All right. What are you doing in addition to Fat Kid Dance Party and being yourself and connecting with your friends to stay sane and to continue self-care right now? Because I need some help. Um, Therapy. Uh, I normalize going to therapy, like going to the gym, like even when I'm not in crisis, especially when I'm not in crisis, I need my therapist because like I'll have like little realizations. I think some part of this pandemic for me has just been alone without distractions. Um, travel used to be a huge distraction for me. I like, I actively knew that I was traveling instead of like sitting still with myself and, and seeing what was going on as, or as young as like 30 years old, I was aware of that. And so to have travel, like, see, I'm a tour a touring musician or they're a touring artist, right? Not a musician, but a touring artist, right? I bring my class to people, a full, a full third of my online class regulars now are people I met because I was out on tour and did a class and they came. So that's, it's interesting, right? Like, so I built my whole brand and my whole business strategy around moving around. And so now with the absence of changing spots and without that distraction, I'm alone with my thoughts a lot. Mm. And so I like to create a life where I love the person I'm alone with. And I have a therapist to help me connect to the parts that are harder to love. So mm. it's that, and I would say, you know, other than the other things you mentioned, fact, a dance party and talking to my friends, um, socializing is super important. I find if I can connect, like really connect more than just hi, like a, Hey, how are you? And really pause and hear the answer and connect with someone. If I get at least three of those a day, massive change in my mental health. 
Wow. And yeah. physically in person, like people around the community there or virtually yeah, well. in person it could be a zoom, you know, it could be a FaceTime. Like this is why I hit my friends up to talk because like, I know if I can get three a day, even if it's like a 10 minute check-in, like three of those a day massively changes how I feel. Love that. Uh, wow. Right. It's, and it's a very doable thing. And we don't think about that, how much we need other people, but humans are a social species and I'm an only child and I work for myself. I'm real good at staying alone, but like, I actually do need people. Mm. Um, and then I think like another big thing for me is plant medicine. Like cannabis has been such a helpful yeah. thing because it's all, if, even if I'm having a rotten day or even if the world is bonkers and I just don't understand how I'm going to get through this, I can just like end my day, go on my forest walk, have a few puffs, dance in the woods and like get back to myself and get back to my good feelings and mm. And it's not like my hard feelings are bad. I try to be present for all of my, I too have been feeling kind of sad, like the last few days, especially like, I just, I I keep trying to figure out why and why not. Right. Like there's so much. Of of course. Well, two (laughs) plus two equals four. Of course. And if you're listening, of course you're, I mean, I'm upset by people who aren't upset right now. (laughs) Right. So like, I mean, and I'm a pretty sunny person. My therapist said if he could give an award for like the most upbeat in the pandemic, it would be me. And I was like, oh, I would put that on my fridge. Like, wow. I got an award. I got an award during the pandemic for, um, for quarantine partnership and show rewatcher. Oh, (laughs) nice. Oh, you got an actual award. Yeah. It's a Dundee. It's a Dundee. Dundee. Uh, My girlfriend gave this to me as a gift. Dundee Award, Best Quarantine Partner, uh, parentheses, and Show Rewatcher. But for your therapist to tell you that you're the most upbeat person in the pandemic is a pretty high praise. <laughs> I, felt, I felt very, very good about that. And also while we were actively discussing why am I feeling sad, which like, you know, there's plenty of reasons to feel sad. But if I can allow my present moment to be juicy, like, you know, that song, I was listening to Ott's Country yesterday in the forest because music has also been a heavy lifter for me in this pandemic. Um, and in this Ots country song, it's like that life is good today. Like no worries in the world, got my feet in the sand. Right. Like, and I was like, can I get into that vibe right now? Mm. And I could, mm. I just like, I, I erased the, the past. I erased the future. I was just here in the forest in a life is good place. And I was like, yes, I can feel like life is good. And that is to mm. me, I think my mental strength is like, how can I make the present moment expand mm. so that the uncertainty of tomorrow, which is really what's plaguing, I think most of us is like, what the F, right? Like what's happening? How can this happen? Um, and like all the stuff that's been happening, like if we can just expand our present moment, that really mm. takes a lot of the anxiety and the depression out for me and like drops me into what I have control over, which is really just this present moment. Gosh, I love that. Thank you. It's hard to it's hard to put with the with the future as unknown as it always has been, but feeling extra unknown, putting it into some context where the present is is smaller or a part of that whole is extremely difficult. I have I voiced this before, I think maybe on the show, that the the imagine the imagining of a positive near future in and of itself is an act of violence because I'm reminding myself that it would be some way different compared to, and I hesitate to say how bad it is now because I also recognize there are, are variations and I can only speak to my experience, but the idea of like, oh, one day dot, dot, dot becomes like 
a painful suffering moment because it's an awareness that it's it's designed to try to not be feeling everything that's here right now. Yeah, I try, I've been working really hard on like law of attraction stuff and really recognizing that um, the thing, the juice that works to bring things into fruition mm. is to be an appreciation of where you're at now. There's always something to appreciate, even if it feels like trash and it feels like it's on fire. Like there's always some like, what can I appreciate right here? What's, what can I be grateful for? Right. And grateful gratitude and appreciation are different feeling tones, but similar. Mm. And like using that and also allowing the contrast, meaning the things I want to have happen to have space too. So I can vision for, you know, I mean, I want to see my aerobics videos with your amazing music in Costco, right? Like I want that DVD mm. to be like an impulse buy for middle America, mm. but like, I have to see that happening in order for that to come to fruition but I don't need it to happen in order to feel fulfilled. For me, fulfillment comes from my regular attendees telling me I used your move before I had a job interview and it helped me feel better. Or oh. I was bumped out and I used your mood and it helps to lift me up. Like that's, that's success to me. Like I want to be in Costco, but like also I'm really appreciating where I'm at now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, everyone has water except me and I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You look wonderful. It's also, that was a bit of a sneaky water move. This is my water bottle. Oh my God. Wait, this is my reality water bottle. I still have it, but I made Becca Dance Party water bottles to uh, look like. Got it. I, this, I road tested this one for so long. I was like, this is the best water bottle in the world. <laughs> we got these the day, the day we met. Huh? I ended up with two somehow, I think because Gabby Bluestone left hers uh, in my hotel room. That sounds right. I can't, I can't figure out why, but that's right. I have no yeah. comment. Um, so Rick, can you please assist me by, by telling the story, which Bevan knows, of the first time that I met Bevan at that yes. event at the table? Yes. So you, so Bevan and I would have met in August of 2016 and about a month later, Bevan and Bevan was at your house, but you weren't there. I hosted people at your place and you weren't there. You would have met her a month or two later, would have been right after the 2016 election where we were all put onto the other branch of this timeline that we're now having to suffer forever. So this was a time when I actually went out of the house. And we I went out of the house. In my space. Yeah, we went yeah. out of the house. And Bevan and I produced uh, an event that was around sort of just sharing space post election madness and, and tragedy. Where, uh, where was and I? Was, what? Where was I? Where were you? No, I'm sorry. So we put this event on in November. It would have been like the third or fourth week in November, possibly first week uh, in it November. It was January. It was on inauguration day. It was January 20th. Thank you. Wow. I imagine it in November after the news would have been months later. So we would have been really in our feelings trying to figure out what the F was going on. And it had a good name. I'm not remembering what the name is right now. Love and resistance. Love and resistance. God, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I, I bought the website domain pandemicresistanceart.com. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I think it's going to be a catch all for people to submit 
what they did with their time artistically or otherwise during this time. The albums coming out right now are so good. Like the art I'm already experiencing from this pandemic. Is so yeah. Good. Yeah. Yes. So we put love and resistance together and it was everything from me sharing music that I just created out of, out of that experience, as well as people speaking about you know, poetry readings and angry feelings and all these things. Uh, and towards the end of it, well, you met Bevan that day, mom. And towards the end of it, one of the big sort of grand finales, um, I don't want to speak to it, Bevan recreated something. Tell us, tell us what you recreated or did. Um, so we did this thing when we were in Israel together, we went to this surprise dessert where we like walked into a, a restaurant, stood around tables that were covered in foil and the wait staff brought out dessert and just kind of did this whole dessert mess on a table where it was like communal. We just ate from it. And it was sort of performance art and sort of uh, food celebration and like very confusing late night Jerusalem party. Um, and so I recreated that like just to create our dessert for the Shabbat dinner. And uh, I did it while talking about uh, Mariah Carey's um, <laughs> Forget exactly my premise. I had a premise, and it was about it was Mariah. What I learned from Mariah. It was so, something about Mariah Carey and like resistance and her owning herself somehow. And like I talked through it while playing Mariah Carey uh, and setting out all this dessert stuff. It was really funny. So I'll my experience was my experience was I saw Bevan. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> and there's a long table, I guess a six foot table. And she unrolls plastic, maybe heavy duty plastic on the table and begins to dump um, fudge, right? Different ca gooey can cake and drizzle. It, it was all and, gooey stuff and, 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 and whipped cream and, and sprinkles and or Jimmy's depending on which coast you're from. And I'm watching this and she's, she's lecturing her this thing while she's doing this and i it was totally and it was a totally immersive experience not no thoughts came into my head i was like what and then everybody ate it with their hands right hands was, we would not do that in these pandemic times well that's that's the thing right so the, the israel it was outrageously wonderful and the love and resistance experience part of it is this this tweaking our minds of what dessert can be and what performance and how art can be edible and all these things and then certainly in israel and to a degree in at this event in los angeles in january of 2017 it's about now you're shoulder to shoulder like oh try this and people were you know, oh, did you put this in here? And so it's a very, it's very sexy. It feels very like um, speed datey, but everyone's on the same page and it's about dessert. So you kind of don't care about anyone else, but you also are like, so there was this very overwhelmingly cool experience about the communal nature of it. That that is to describe that now is an actual nightmare. <laughs> it's, it would be, it would be insane to do that now. Unless you're with your quarantine pod, um, in which case, True. you know, it's kind of, I mean, an ice cream sundae bar is like one of the most beautiful things that like you really can only do in a group, right? So like thinking of- <laughs> Says you. And I always, <laughs> says me, fair. I mean, I just feel like there's like this, this communal trusting germ connecting thing that we did. Back mm -hmm. <laughs> and now that aerosols matter, like it's, it's a sacred memory. 
it's a very <laughs> sacred like, memory. I have video and photo. It's definitely a sacred memory. I think I have, I know I have photo and video of the Israel experience. I think I have from, from love and resistance as well. So I'll see if I can, I'll see if I can do some, some overlays while this part of the conversation is happening on the I show. Can try to, I can try to find and send you, I think I have a video of it on my Facebook. <laughs> That's crap. Yeah. yeah. It was Perfect. like, I think I had someone just go live and tape it. So I think it's up on Facebook. It was so special. Mm. <laughs> uh, you have a podcast I hear. I- I do have a podcast. It's called Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends. And it is, you can find it on all of the podcast platforms by just looking for Bevan, B-E-V-I-N. And the premise of it is that there are millions of ways to be a happy and successful adult. And we're really taught like just one path when we grow up, like go to school, maybe get even higher ed, get into a lot of debt, get a job. And that's supposed to make you happy. And that ended up I, I went all the way through lawyer. Like I was a practicing lawyer for 15 years and I got very mentally and physically ill from that. And I had to learn a new way of being. And so I kind of think my friends are a great example of different ways to be a happy, successful adult. So mm. that's the premise of the podcast. It's a great way to hang out and get to know me. And like, I think I'm realizing more and more in these times, I just think so differently than the average person because I've spent uh, when I was around in my early twenties, I kind of learned that everything I'd been taught about my body was a lie. I <laughs> was wrong. Right. And I just believe my body was a failure for so many years when in fact, who like, made these rules, who made these rules, like that people who, who want to tell you rules? stuff, <laughs> it, it, it followed the money always, right? Like it's the people who want to sell you stuff. Why was the U S and in Afghanistan for 20 years? Look at who's, who's getting paid. I mean, how else would have eight American companies become trillionaires? Let's be fair. Exactly. Exactly. Follow the money. So now that I've really worked for a couple decades and counting on like changing the way I think, I think I'm a, a refreshing influence. And so if you want to learn a new way of thinking to hopefully liberate you, I mean, you don't have to think like I think, just be willing to think a little differently than like the way a uh, cover girl wants you to think or mm-hmm. the weight loss industry or whoever else is trying to like get your pickpocket you because you feel bad about yourself. Mm. amen well i will listen to your podcast it is so wonderful to have you here our listeners should go to fatkiddanceparty.com they should go to anchor.fm slash bevin b-e-v-i-n they should follow you on instagram at bevin's party as well as at fatkiddanceparty i love you i miss you so much it feels so good to just oh don't <laughs> hug me hug me from afar do this with your arms this is how you send a hug through a little the much but i will mm. it is a little much mm. let's say too much rick sorkin love let's you love each other too much oh sharon and rick you're just such delights i love having you in my life um i love it too for i love when i make a friend and then i can make friends with my parents um, <laughs> So well, good. I only introduced my mom to the good ones. So I'm glad this worked out. Yeah. Also, great pool. I was just looking at a flashback of me floating in that pool. I think we had like a donut floaty or something. I know that well, picture. You're on the pink time. donut float. I'd love to see that picture again, too, if you have it handy. Delightful. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rick, will you ring your chime that's right behind you?
Yes. Did that record? Oh my god, it sounds amazing. I'm getting all these tingles. I have a ceremony back to us for next time. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yay. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so delightful to connect. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what you say during the high holidays. It's not happy high holidays. Uh, the Shana Tova. Shana Tova, that's right. And you could also just say happy new year. Uh, happy. I, I wrote to somebody earlier. I said, um, happy, happy new year. If you celebrate parentheses, happy new year, even if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Happy new Thank year. You, happy new year. Happy Come back and see us again. I will. Thank you. Love you both so much. Love you. Bye. Ah, uh, wow. I think that was a successful interview. You know, she's as as delightful and wonderful as she can be. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The, the, she's wonderful. I mean, I Your biceps. That. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at those biceps. Really? I thought yeah. I had... Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing enough. Mommy, that's, that's great. That's great. Thank you. But when I'm just standing here, it looks like I have no muscle. Um, do you want it to look tight when you're just standing there? Well, I, I you know, my arms look look skinny. They don't look like... They look great. I think Thank that's, you. that's like the goal. For, that's, that's a lot of people's goal. <laughs> Thank you. Now oh, I just have I to remember to eat. I have to remember to eat you also. Know, you were feeding me in the desert, and I was eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. And, Are you and not I'm, eating enough? I'm not, I don't really have that much of an appetite. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm not so eating enough either. I'm, eating, I'm not eating enough during the day, and then I'll make something me later too. and eat, eat a lot in the evening and then wake up feeling like I ate too much and then repeating not eating so it's a bit i'm trying to break this cycle but it's been a that while that sounds pretty much right that sounds pretty much like what i'm doing <laughs> and i say to myself all right so you'll have i like to start out with peanut butter so you'll have peanut butter and it doesn't digest that easily but i still eat it and i like it and and i'm like i'll have my second breakfast now i'll have yogurt and i'll look at the clock and it's like quarter to one it's like <laughs> okay i missed breakfast and now i'm missing lunch and then i go off and do something else and i'm like no, it's quarter to two. I don't think I really ate much today. Yeah. And I and I and I got myself on track and said I'm going to do better. You know, and I eat nuts during the day and sunflower seeds. That's easy. And then I realized I wasn't doing that. So um, I well, I do know when I get anxious, I lose my appetite. Yeah. That's I, why I've never been heavy, although I've been very much anxious. <laughs> Oh, I love you. I love you. Thank um, you so much. You're welcome for what? But okay. Doing this show together, spending time, making time, being my mom, understanding me, being friends with some of my friends, being good at co-hosting, having tight arms. I don't know. You're very good about sharing your friends. Some of the best people in my life are people who mm. are your friends who I met through you. 
And mm. even the ones that turned out to be, you know, the occasional one that turned out to be a clunker was a such fun ride before it blew up that it, I'm still glad that it happened. <laughs> I like how you phrase that very much. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, to the clunkers. Well, thank you all for listening, for joining us, for sharing this space with us, for welcoming our friend Bevan to the show. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. You know, there's merch on sale. Uh, link below. Check us out on YouTube if you're only listening to this. Check us out on Spotify if you're only watching this. Uh, and please just stay safe out there. I know that um, it's crazy and hard and difficult and all of those things. Uh, and we'll see you next week. And we're also going through these things and we're also doing the best we can so keep sharing space with us and we will still uh and we'll do the same the same with you nice that's that's well said thanks for doing that and don't forget to call your mother doesn't it feel